In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians deserves uh, an entire homily. And in fact, one will be coming, but not today, to reflect on how the Word of God is a person and was conveyed to the apostles, all of them, not just the original ones, and how they have conveyed it to us in word, in preaching, verbally, and also in writing, and implore us to remain faithful, not just to what they wrote, but also to what they said, is not just a lesson, but it's a, it provides for a real meditation on how we then have accepted, how we've come to know about Christ, and how we grow in that, and also how we convey it to others. But if you know me, you know that as soon as I hear Isaiah 6, um, I just want to start singing, because here I am, Lord. Um, Now, that's a phrase that could be used in a a variety of ways. Uh, We would expect when we... uh, when we look for that phrase in sacred scripture, the phrase, here am I, or here I am, either or, would be indicative of uh, any number of different um, meanings. Uh, Informing someone, this is where I am located, for instance, or I'm not there, I'm here, or I have arrived, right? There's all sorts of ways that you might expect to hear those very simple words used. Um, Almost without fail, and especially in the case of Samuel, when we hear those words, when we read them in sacred scripture, here I am, or here am I, there is implicit the notion that I am offering myself up. It is not a mere statement of fact that I happen to be located here or I have arrived, but rather, here, take me. And, and the contrast to that, when we might expect um, to hear the phrase, is uh, also fascinating. Uh, can you think of an instance, don't raise your hand and don't shout out, but can you think of an instance uh, when... Someone is being sought after, and the question, where are you, comes up. You don't have to go further than the third chapter of Genesis, right? Adam and Eve, after the fall, and the Lord God called Adam and said to him, where are you? Genesis 3, verse 9. And Adam says, what does Adam say? He doesn't say, here I am. He doesn't say, here am I. He says, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. He doesn't say, here I am. Obviously, uh, God knows everything. God knows where he is. God knows his location. There's no lack of information. But what's, what's being revealed is that uh, Adam is not offering himself up for the service of God anymore. Uh, 
And it's not because he would rather do something else. He regrets his sin. But he's overwhelmed at his sinfulness and wants to hide. He learns eventually, soon enough, really, that he can't hide. Tries to hide his shame. Can't disguise his location, though. But he is not present. He is not here. He does not offer himself to God. He is ashamed. He would rather be left alone. In the gospel, Peter says something very similar. Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. He hasn't lost any regard for our Lord. In fact, his, he, he's only growing in awe and respect for Jesus. And he's realizing his own sinfulness as the, as the majesty of God which he will be able to articulate later down the road, but the majesty of God is beginning to be unveiled. Analogous to Isaiah seeing the the bottom of the throne of the Lord God. That's how it begins. And what's the next step? Even... Isaiah is, is with having seen a glimpse, his face is to the ground. He's, he's a sinful man of unclean lips, living among a people of unclean lips. It's, it's God who intervenes, who purifies him painfully, but effectively. And then he, then he knows he's already been touched by the, by, the, the, by the hot charcoal, which is the thing that burns the sacrifice, and he says, here am I. You, I, I offer myself to you. You may, I am your offering. Not, in, in no way does it mean I am your hero, or I have come to save the day. But rather, I... I'm I'm willing to be offered up. The prayers of the Holy Mass follow the the same trajectory. We begin, and what happened at the the foot of the altar or the chair used to happen in the sacristy. If you go to the Anglican Ordinariate, and it has been those prayers of the, the act of contrition, take place in the sacristy. The priest and the servers and the, and the deacons pray before Mass to prepare well. We do it all together. And we, we acknowledge our sinfulness and our guilt, our grievous fault. And we beg each other for prayers. And we beg for God's mercy. And God will purify us. He does purify us. The next prayer that I suggest you um, take up with new attention is then what happens at the altar when when the sacrifice, when the offering is being prepared. 
because it's usually happening when my prayers are, are silent. Sometimes singing or music, sacred music is happening, but even if not, uh, I'm not making a noise when those prayers um, begin. And beautifully, they begin with an acknowledgement of God's goodness. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have this bread to offer. We have this wine to offer. Granted, those are table prayers from the Old Testament, but they, they express, first and foremost, the goodness of God. And he, has, he is the one who has provided for the offering. Not just bread and wine, but most of all, Christ himself. And also, he has made us ready to be offered up. And in humility and in gratitude, this we present to the Lord. It's altogether too easy for it to be simply the priest's prayer and the priest's domain to be doing that. But we know full well that the priest there also represents us and we are all offering up everything that we have and everything that we are. There's a beautiful prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola that expresses this sentiment. It's not on the back of your missalette, but it is on the perhaps not used often enough colored laminated prayer card that are in your pews. On the one side, bottom right-hand corner, it's just simply the prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola. He composed many prayers, but this is one most especially associated with him. Receive, O Lord, all my liberty. Take my memory, my understanding, and even my entire will. Whatever I have or possess, you have given me. I restore it all to you to be governed wholly by your will. Give me only your love and your grace, and I am rich enough. Nor do I ask for anything more. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.